0: Let's do it! Welcome to The Unnaturalist's Podcast. I'm your host, Evan.
1: I'm your scientist, Tora.
2: And I'm the third one, Kim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kim knows things about critters. Thank uh, you. This is, a, this is a useless podcast where we discuss fantasy biology. Um, we have a couple of ground rules. First rule is... The beastie must have a physical corporeal form. So, things like ghosts and stuff, we're not particularly interested in those.
2: I love ghosts, but... Well,
0: okay, we are interested in ghosts, but this is a fantasy biology podcast, so we talk about physical creatures, Mm -hmm. theoretical physical creatures that definitely don't exist, and how they might theoretically physically exist if they did theoretically physically exist. So, things like ghosts and ghouls and specters and Mm -hmm. deities and things that's not in our wheelhouse maybe one day maybe Mm -hmm. a special but physically exists has it or rather (laughs) no not that has a physical has a physical form rule number two um even if the beastie has magical powers it's no fun to say like well it can do that because it's magical Uh, We try to explain everything about the fantasy creature with science in some kind of way. We try very hard. Sometimes we may have to modify the thing to make it make sense, but we, you know, try to explain the thing scientifically in keeping with the spirit of the thing. And three, we assume that all laws laws of nature and physics still apply. Unless the beastie specifically and exclusively exists in some kind of separate reality or a different planet that has well-established enough physics and biology that we can explain it within that context. So, this is our second episode ever. Second episode of all time. Well done, guys. We got through the first episode. This episode is about giant spiders. I love it. Yeah. Spiders are cool. I This is an unpopular opinion, but spiders are cool and I love them.
2: I completely agree. As someone who kind of has arachnophobia, <laughs> it only really counts for, you know, those spiders that have, like, the really pointy legs. The mm-hmm. thin, skinny, pointy legs. Like, larger ones, like furry ones, like tarantulas. There's something about that. That, like, sort of cancels out the idea of a spider for me. Yeah, I
1: agree. The larger the spider, the less afraid yeah. I am of So,
2: it. tarantula, I'm fine. But, like, those little ones with the bulbous bodies and the pointy legs? A black widow. Yeah. No thank you.
0: So, Especially if, if you had like
2: a... stripy and orange or something?
0: It's like, <laughs> if no, you, no, please. If you had a puppy-sized spider mm-hmm. that had uh, soft little, little paws... You would love it, theoretically, yes, right? Yeah,
2: theoretically awesome. speaking,
1: that especially would be amazing. If, especially if it looked like Lucas the spider, who's adorable. Oh, the
0: large-eyed CGI Aww, spider yeah. with a child's voice? Yes. When I say it like that, it actually sounds very creepy. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> yeah, the spider cool. from the internet. The CGI spider from the internet. All right, so giant spiders, uh, as, as exist in, say, The Lord of the Rings... Or in many, 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 oh. many, many video games. So we're
1: talking really giant spiders. Gi-
0: really giant, giant spiders. Giant okay. Large, enormous... So, so, of course...
1: Uh, so larger than anything that's ever happened on Earth. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
0: Um, uh, granted, in media, there's a sort of continuum of spider size. Mm-hmm. It's Like I said, like, every video game has giant spiders. Every fantasy video game has giant spiders to the point Mm -hmm. that it's almost a joke within the video games. But there's sort of a continuum of, like, roughly dog-sized giant spiders to, like, elephant-sized giant spiders. And given that, you know, in the natural world there is a continuum of spider sizes, I think that it's fair to kind of talk about all of them in one go.
2: In media, thanks to video games, I think, when I think of giant spiders, the first thing that comes to my mind is definitely something that's about person-sized or larger, mm-hmm. and that's that's largely due to video games. <laughs> I mean, realistically speaking, no. Yeah, I but... think of, like, the World of Warcraft low-level yeah. um, mob spider.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, and when it gets even bigger like that, like you mentioned lord of the rings like she she love yeah yeah
0: Yeah, the sort of spider that can just wrap a human up like a fly and stick Uh it in a web even
2: bigger Mm -hmm. so big big. pretty
0: huge so huge Mm -hmm. um so and as we know of course in the real world spiders can only get to be about dinner plate sized if you include their their leg span
2: yeah even that's kind of generous, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, like the, like, I, I think there are specific South American spiders, like bird-eating spiders, who maximum size, I feel like, is about dinner plate sized.
2: I can tell you exactly. I have it right here at my notes. Oh, oh good, good. good. So, presently, modern-day spiders, the Goliath bird-eater and the Huntsman spider, which exist in South America and Laos respectively, LA, uh, have about a uh, one foot long legs, so we're talking about like up to two, okay. two and a half. And do they feet? say how many yeah. grams? Wow, each these wait, are? hang
0: on. Each leg is a foot yeah. long. Okay. This no, is even. No,
2: really. Oh no, I'm sorry. I think it's one foot together diameter. Like, okay, like yeah, like the like span, like span. Leg okay.
0: Span. I was gonna say one that's foot. so big. Yeah, that's like so a a big. Bigger.
2: No, like a. A spider flattened out That makes way more sense Mm -hmm. You think that's big I also have the largest uh, Modern arthropod which is like spiders, but it's aquatic and it lives underwater, where things can get much bigger. Yeah, so there's so there's a
0: reason things can get big underwater. Yeah, we will we'll talk we'll about this it. A spider, yeah.
2: Japanese spider yes, crabs. Yeah. The Japanese spider crab. Oh, it's so big. Yeah, it's 18 feet across big. Yeah, <laughs> it's ginormous. Yeah, like scary big. Yeah,
0: it's. I've seen photos of grown men holding these things, and it is. So, okay, we just said not a moment ago that large spiders would not be scary. Now I'm potentially rethinking that, because <laughs> having having seen an enormous crab. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I might I want to walk back that statement a little bit, maybe.
2: Yeah, as far as actual spiders that are giant go, there actually isn't. A ton of evidence, even, like, prehistorically speaking, of spiders getting that large. Yeah. And even in folklore, which I thought was really interesting, when I was looking into giant spiders, they're really more of a... I don't want to say they almost, like, have grown as a cultural idea out of people's fear of spiders and out of arachnophobia.
0: Oh, I think that's exactly what yeah. happened, yeah. More
2: than they have out of tails, because... One of like the only actual folk tales I could find about giant spiders is the Congolese giant spider, which is essentially just a large spider which the Baka tribe in the Congo claimed existed that existed up to five feet long, but because of habitat loss now is very rare and may not even mm. exist. Which I actually think sounds pretty rational and mm-hmm. like it could potentially have been a creature that existed. But, again, that's not like wild folklore, you know? That's not Wait, so... how that's, big did they say it was? It's more oh. of a
0: cryptid than a, than a fantasy creature. Right.
2: The locals claimed it could be up to five feet okay. wide. yeah, that's too big. Yeah, it, which is pretty big, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But that's not even usually what you see in like... Video games or like in right. modern media, so we can
1: probably blame the giant spider thing on Tolkien because he's the kind of proto thing for all you know, like modern fantasy. Yeah, right? yeah, I, f- I feel
0: like that's true of a ton of fantasy things. Yeah, uh, Tolkien is like the granddaddy of a lot of fantasy creatures, and granted, he was pulling from some kind of existing folklore, and he mutated it quite a bit for his world building. But yeah, I, I don't recall- it's, it's giant spiders might be a thing that he made up out of whole cloth, but they're super ubiquitous now.
2: Yeah. There have been, like, sightings, quote-unquote, of them by mostly Westerners in places yeah. like Uganda and New Guinea and the Amazon and stuff like that, which are, like, ridiculous claims of people being, like, attacked by giant spiders, which- Probably didn't happen, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were probably just traveling in the woods in the Amazon and encountered a larger-than-average spider, which they were not accustomed to seeing. Or like...
0: they saw something that they didn't recognize, yes. and their brain immediately went, Spider! Like, mm-hmm. like like spider monkeys are called spider monkeys for a reason you know like when they're stretched out against the sky they have very long weird limbs oh i
1: did
0: not know that so yeah i i've seen a spider monkey in person and they you know they have long tails and they have very very like sort of bizarrely long arms and legs and when they are like reaching for a branch when they're all stretched out Mm -hmm. they do look very bizarre not quite like a spider i would argue but you know if you were if it was nighttime or if you were already alarmed if it was
2: the 1800s and you had never seen that sort of creature before you Mm -hmm. know and you go back and you tell tales of it i i can see how those sorts of things could get spun out of proportion
1: i would also wonder then is maybe arachnophobia more of a western fear than
2: than other cultures around the world i think arachnophobia is pretty widespread actually i
0: I actually i really don't know it would make sense for it to be a pretty widespread fear um, i think it's
2: more of an innate biological thing honestly
0: yeah it's one of the few things and i know there's a lot of debate as to whether things like phobias are learned or inherited mm-hmm. but it's certainly something that is common among humans, whether we, like, learn it unconsciously at a young age or whether we actually inherit some kind of memory. Fear of spiders is extremely common in the same way that fear of snakes is extremely common. And it's based in some kind of rationality because, like, spiders can be dangerous. Spiders can be venomous in the same way that snakes can. Hmm. So... Sure, I get. And also, the, there's also like the alienness factor. Uh I think fewer people are afraid of say like big cats than are afraid of snakes. And I think it's because like large predatory cats are mammals and look more like things that we see every day, like house cats. So they don't seem as alien to us as a snake does Hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into this I'm sure but yeah I do think fear of spiders is fairly ubiquitous although I don't have any any like science to back that up
2: I mean I think think society itself kind of backs that up like (laughs) everyone knows at least one arachnophobe
0: yeah granted we are all white and live in America though so we yeah we're exposed to mostly like western ideas about spiders but mm-hmm. uh i think it is fair given that tolkien was also white and british that he was playing into some kind of cultural fear about spiders
2: right i mean in the next literature speaking giant spider i can think of is from like harry potter mm-hmm. which again is mm-hmm. like or um if you ever read
1: um the elric of mel books by moorcock
0: no No. but that sure was a series of words (laughs) it sure
1: was (laughs) sorry oh it's just that every single spider or not sorry every single spider every single monster in those books is either like insect insectoid arachnid or uh like reptilian Mm. and and also those books are super gay uh, inadvertently, I would recommend.
0: Oh. Like, I was hoping they them. were gay deliberately, but no. I'll take. I'll take it. I'll take. I mean,
1: when your That's name is you Morcock, I think. <laughs> I think you like just kind of ignore it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even register that, so I'm so glad you just reiterated. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we're here to talk about the physiology of giant spiders. So. As we said, in in fantasy, it's common for them to range anywhere from, like, dog size to larger than people. Um, generally speaking, they're more tarantula-like than, uh, to, see, I don't know the, the physiological term for this, but the pointy spiders, <laughs> they're, they're more commonly tarantula-like than pointy.
2: Yeah, I don't know the term either. I think you can just say spider, because mm. usually tarantulas <laughs> are arachnids. Yeah, tarantulas well, still spiders.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. well, tarantulas then. are so I learned about this a little bit in Peru our tour guide explained, but tarantulas are like a more primitive body plan of spider.
1: Oh, interesting. Like
0: they're more similar to like prehistoric spiders and the uh like smaller again, pointier spiders uh have gone through like more evolution evolutionary twists and turns than tarantulas have
1: okay similar to like how geckos are more primitive lizards than your yeah, yeah. More lizardy lizards
0: so tarantulas are a little bit of like they're yeah they're still spiders but they're a little bit of a different design of spider if you will they're a different family of spiders Um, and I think typically giant spiders probably because they're pulling from the largest spider they have reference for are more similar to tarantulas in their body plans
2: what's interesting is I actually think that especially in video games because that's the largest reference Mm point I have and in literature um, usually when they're about human sized like we're talking like Skyrim frostbite spiders (laughs) they usually do kind of look like tarantulas but when they get like much bigger, like Shelob-sized, they mm-hmm. start to become more spindly. Yeah. Or, like, if anyone's ever played that game Limbo,
0: oh, where it has, yeah. like, the
2: silhouette spider with, like, thin, mm. pointy legs where it, like, stabs things with them, mm-hmm. you Whoa. know? Yeah. Which is very cool and scary. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't think real spiders do that, but... I don't
2: think so, but, <laughs> I mean, real spiders don't... Sp- webs at you, either, but like tons mm-hmm. of video games. Yeah, objects,
1: yeah that's true.
2: That that they spit them out of yeah, their they mouths, always, like, which webs is at not right. Because or they'll like around their, their abdomens to like spit venom at you, or something. That's like, yeah, that's, that's the opposite of opposite.
0: how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: They should spit venom yeah. and shoot webs
2: out of their abdomen. Not mm-hmm. how any of that works. This but. is not how
0: any of this works. <laughs> um...
2: It makes combat interesting, though, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like as far as the environment they live in, uh, in video games, at least, and in Lord of the Rings, they're most commonly in caves, for whatever reason.
2: Yeah. I mean, there are lots of cave spiders. Sure. So... uh, Are there... I mean, there are actual cave spiders. I don't know if the majority of spiders so live cave, in caves. cave
0: spiders, the thing you're referring to as a cave, there is a thing called a cave spider, and it doesn't have a body plan like a normal spider. Now, there may be spiders that live in caves that are spiders, but so the thing, this is another thing that I saw in person in Peru, and, like, cave spiders and whip scorpions are like a different type of arachnid. they're neither a spider nor a scorpion they're a whole other thing yeah and like they they also have eight legs but like they're they're so bizarre looking they 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 have had them on fear factor several times because Hmm. they're just so they're so weird and so alien so
1: they're creepy but they're not actually harmful yes
0: exactly (laughs) they they the worst they can do is pinch you a little bit and, and i don't think they can even break your break the skin but um yeah they are horrifying looking um but yeah that was another thing i learned there peru is full of the weirdest bugs guys never go (laughs) to south america the amazon is terrifying i saw enormous centipedes i saw enormous i saw several tarantulas um but yeah um have
1: you ever held a giant millipede
0: i haven't millipedes aren't as scary in my opinion though they're
1: they're not and they're like usually herbivorous so i once held one that was probably oh god it was it was well over a foot long it was probably more like 14 inches and oh boy you just curled around your hand and this one just was munching kind of like ineffectually on my hand. so it was leaving <laughs> like a wet spot <laughs> on on the back of my hand but it wasn't doing anything because it couldn't it couldn't uh it's little, its my little mandibles weren't yeah. powerful enough it, to break your skin. Right, because yeah. it's designed for eating, like, plant matter. Mm. But, um, yeah, they're great.
0: Millipedes are sort of cute, in my opinion. We're getting we're getting Sorry. a little bit off topic. Uh, no, 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 I, that's I, fine. I disagree, respectfully, but <laughs> that's fine. We had a, an alarming infestation of millipedes in our oh, house recently. really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, there were a lot in the garage in particular. They eat, uh, like, rotten plant matter, like this particular type of millipede, and we just have had a ton of rain in this area recently, and, like, I live kind of out in the boonies, so we had a lot of millipedes in the house.
2: Yeah, let me put it this way. Everything's cute in theory until you have a bunch of them in your room and you really <laughs> don't want the rain,
0: right Yeah. Yeah, although um, I'll take those over the stink bugs. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's true. At least millipedes don't stink. So, uh, there's some problems inherent in just the concept of giant spiders right
1: so they're too big and they can't get enough oxygen
0: yeah so you can probably explain this better than i can torah but i i have seen many like ancient uh creatures documentaries about like prehistoric animals and as i recall uh insects and arachnids don't have lungs. They breathe through, like, a system of tubes that have, like, intakes uh, in their exoskeleton and their body size is limited by basically how much oxygen they can take in through those tubes because they don't have, like, a circulatory system. So they're, like, all parts of their body have to be only a certain distance from their exoskeleton so that they can get oxygen directly to their cells as opposed to like circulating it through their body right Right.
1: correct and then i believe the um the era or whatever that we had the biggest insects was the pennsylvanian uh i don't remember the technical term for it like Age I have my Era? Remember. Era. Yeah. I don't remember what. It is. It's
0: funny. T- I know that this is a real thing, but it's called the Pennsylvanian era. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there um, were many, many Amish people at the <laughs> top. No, there weren't people. There were only giant bugs. The world was dominated by giant bugs.
1: Right. Um, yeah, and it, there was just like a, a really elevated oxygen level in the air at that
0: time. Yeah, and nowadays the oxygen is like 21 percent or something of the atmosphere so just by design spiders can't get more than a certain size otherwise they can't get oxygen to the cells in the innermost part of their body so how do we solve that problem y'all how do we like
2: i also remember reading that because of them taking in oxygen that way it has to do to with there's a risk of them drying out because apparently, back in like prehistoric eras, it was a lot more humid too, mm-hmm. which allowed for insects to get a bit right. bigger. Yeah, that too. But because they're taking in oxygen sort of through holes in their skin, it also allows them to lose water to the air. Right, and this also probably makes sense why we have
1: giant spiders in, say, like Peru, where it's much more humid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though it's, like, about the same oxygen level, you've got that humidity that's not drying out there. So, in the Mucosal modern,
2: low-oxygen, dry environment...
1: Although we have a decent number of, like, tarantulas in, say, like, Arizona,
0: mm.
2: so... Mm-hmm. That's true. But again... So,
0: here's a here's a compelling question. So, we know that insects have six legs, arachnids have eight legs, um... What is it exactly about insects and arachnids that... So, my, my, my point is, we, like, insects, because of the way they r- respirate, respire, respire... Yes. Breathe. We've, we've been over because Because of... The <laughs> yeah. Because of... Well, yeah. I didn't know the correct word. I, like, we haven't learned anything. <laughs> um, because of the way they breathe, because of the way they take in oxygen, uh insects and arachnids can only get to a certain size so what if the giant spiders in media are not insects or arachnids
2: this Ah. was my thought on it as well as i was thinking about it because Mm. i mean they the the structure that spiders have to breathe essentially just isn't gonna work yeah like we can't right out out the window (laughs) yep Oh, if we if we do, it just has to be severely modified. So, but I mean, just okay. Before we even talk about like structurally, like exoskeleton versus skeleton and things mm-hmm. like that, sticking with the whole breathing concept, like, do they have to have spider-like pores in their body that they no, breathe l- At this point, let's just give them lungs and give them a circulatory system.
0: Okay, so spiders have blood and lungs. I
2: did find an interesting reference point, which I don't know if it would work with the size we're talking about, but there is a creature called a coconut crab. Oh, yeah. Love those guys. is also apparently colloquially called a palm thief, which I think (laughs) is a much better name. (laughs) So these little palm thieves, they're currently... These fucking little
0: thieves. Yeah,
2: they're currently the largest land anthropod in the world, Mm -hmm. which is only about three feet across
0: you say only and
2: yet <laughs> only only because three feet while being huge is still not like the at least five feet that we need to meet yeah. this giant oh. spider scatter. also i yes. just want to interject here
1: there's a great video of steve having his butt pinched by a coconut crab it's wonderful <laughs> just the the from shock and horror on his face is mm, steve-o from jackass yes, correct
0: oh boy <laughs> oh shit i just googled coconut crab <laughs> oh boy Oh wow! You
2: haven't seen these guys, so, before? no? Oh, there's Apparently, a great one on a garbage can.
0: Um, there, it's right there. Oh,
2: there he is! Yep. Oh dear.
0: Love him. Okay, Apparently, I'm sorry. I spiked the audio. Let's...
2: One of these, one of the things that allows these creatures to get so big on land and not be aquatic crab-like creatures is that they have what is essentially air gills. They they have us. They have gills that allow them to breathe on air. Now is
1: this the thing? So, um, as an undergraduate, I did a oh boy, I did a crabs on treadmills uh, <laughs> experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you tell. Yeah. Um, but as part of that, I had to take care of the crabs, so every couple days I would go in and I would change their salt water, I would give them new salt water, because what they would have to do is, like, um, go into the water and kind of change out the water that was in their little compartment where their gills were, and I don't know quite how they do this, but somehow the, the water absorbs or gets oxygenated, and then they... Use their gills to pull the oxygen out of that water. Mm-hmm. I don't know quite how it works. But, uh, but I did co- also make these crabs run on treadmills against their will, and then I would have to, like, <laughs> get up next to them and, like, make hand motions and go, ooga, booga, booga, and then they would get scared and run faster.
0: <laughs> Being a scientist is wild, y'all. <laughs> um, I don't think, but uh, coconut crabs are. Like land crabs, right? So this mm-hmm. can't be this can't be like a uh, a gill like you're describing because I,
1: of, I think like, they would have to go to the water and like change out their water every. No, I believe not, they no? get
2: they do get the O2 from the air. Okay, they are mainly l- land based creatures. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how this works. Though. It's sort of like like creatures that can breathe through their skin. You know, okay. it's a similar idea, but they got to keep moist, right? Um, that's a good question. I actually don't know if they need to continually be wet in order to draw that Yeah, oxygen they, they out. don't look wet in the pictures. They look yeah. land. Like, they They you know,
0: sure on... do look dry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't think they spend wow, much so... time in the water. I'm pretty sure they are mostly, if not entirely, land-based creatures. They have
1: amazing... Uh, I bet they have to breed in water, though. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make sense. Like hermit crabs. They have really beautiful colors. And, you know, just normal browns, but, you know, some
2: blues and some oranges. I think the, the important thing about the coconut crab is that it kind of shows that there are ways that creatures with an exoskeleton can develop mechanisms mechanisms of breathing other than lungs. Don't get me wrong. I kind of like the idea of giant spiders secretly being mammal-like creatures that have skeletons and lungs and
1: Mm -hmm. all those things. Which would
2: make those spider skeleton decorations
1: from Joanne's work.
0: (laughs) Thank you for bringing those up, because those are the bane of my existence.
1: Really? So I always thought of them as necromantic constructs.
0: That's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. But, um... So, you ever go to, like, Joanne or Michael's and see the, like, dog skeletons that have fucking ears on them? Yeah. They have fucking ears on the dog skeletons?
2: It's it's fine. They're just necromantic constructs. Yeah. All
0: right. That's what I'm going to think from now on, because they fill me with a blind rage.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My sister studied osteology, and whenever she sees those, like, the rage is palpable. Wow. Like, just...
0: I'm not even a scientist, I'm just a schmuck and they make (laughs) me mad so (laughs) Um, but yeah so giant spiders, like I think there's a case to be made for giant spiders not actually truly being spiders and what I wanted to ask you, Tora is is there any like physiological reason that creatures with an, an endoskeleton really right the internal skeleton yeah. is an endoskeleton. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason that creatures with an endoskeleton must have four or two li- must have four limbs essentially.
1: No. Um, but you know it would, it would take a pretty substantial mutation to get them to have to be um, what would it be octopedal? Mm -hmm. Um, rather than having four limbs. And it's kind of like, um, the reason why we have, like, five fingers and pretty much all, oh, sorry, Uh, um, the reason why all these animals have a basis of, like, five fingers that, you know, may become fewer, um, or we might have, like, polydactyl cats, but we're kind of all based on five fingers is because that's the fish who crawled out of the sea, had kind the of, one
0: little dude
1: yeah he survived and or probably I'm sorry more precisely she survived and then the other ones that were more like a six digit or eight digit based um, didn't win the arms race essentially
0: that's really so I, I I knew that on some level I knew that um like creatures by and large have a very comparable body plan to one another like mammals at least and to a lesser extent uh, like amphibians and reptiles have like really surprisingly similar body plans but I guess it like never occurred to me that in some kind of far far proto era there were some like eight limb based or like eight finger based uh, you know like what are they called the the metatarsal bones yeah. yeah yeah eight metatarsal bone-based creatures.
1: I'm not not entirely sure there was an eight one, but I'm pretty sure there was a six one. Um. So,
0: yeah, yeah, but what I mean was, like, I guess I knew that rationally, that it literally was one creature that came up out of the ocean that had that body plan
1: and then just but, kind of like was super successful and and spawned the others, you know, the proto reptomammals or whatever. They are uh, sorry, that's really a Star Wars term,
0: <laughs> reptomammals. <laughs> 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 it's okay. This is a useless podcast it's made up, full of made up stuff. So <laughs> um it sounded real made. Yeah. So granted, we have that rule that um you know, things follow earth physics and biology unless they specifically and explicitly take place on another planet or in another dimension or in another universe so theoretically uh a different like say the the dragon age universe okay uh could have multiple proto beings i mean they have humans in that Okay, I know you have opinions on this, Tora, about the likelihood of two humanoid races (laughs) evolving separately is extremely low. We talked about aliens one time, and Tora had very strong opinions. But, um, (laughs) so, uh, I guess theoretically, uh, humans could have evolved in, like, a separate reality or planet or something, and also octopedal mammals could have evolved. Yeah, from- sure,
1: but we would probably expect there to be some sort of, like, octopedal fish, um, like, ancestor type mm-hmm. thing that for some reason, you know, um, there was a fish that that did really well with eight fins, and, um, and then it got, like, eight lobed fins, and then it crawled up on the uh, land and then it did really well with the kind of eight proto-limbs and so on and so forth. Is
2: it entirely illogical <laughs> to maybe conceptualize the idea that something with an exoskeleton could evolve to also possess an endoskeleton? So
0: could- I guess the closest thing we have to that is probably like like uh an armadillo or something
2: i mean clearly that's that's not the way yeah evolution turned out as far as spiders are concerned like when o2 started reducing in the environment a lot of larger insects assumably died off for that reason but could they have evolved to compensate for it could a spider have a skeleton given a very long period of evolution
0: That's, s- as that it got seems, larger. Okay, so, like, skeletons are very, uh, like, they have a lot of energy demands associated with mm-hmm. them. Like, calcium and, like, all, just all the mechanisms associated with skeletons. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. difficult to build a skeleton, and generally speaking, animals... Follow the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Usually they have either. Yeah. Out of the either end, or. It's either yeah. inside or it's outside. But maybe if spiders. See, I'm trying to essentially weigh whether or not it'd be more difficult for spiders to evolve from something with a skeleton to having eight limbs. Or start as something that has eight limbs and evolve all the skeletons. Yeah, <laughs> we really need
1: a better expert than me for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, Torah is not a uh, an entomologist, so
2: I don't think either way is necessarily impossible. Right. I don't yeah. think much is really impossible when it comes to evolution. That yeah. Being said, maybe that's just me being an idealist, but.
0: So since you are the only actual scientists like the one with a PhD here we'll kind of defer to you on this what's more likely an eight-limbed <laughs> mammal or like an eight-limbed land creature or a giant insect or a giant arachnid rather <clears throat> no pressure <laughs>
1: I I I honestly don't know. Um this is not my area of expertise whatsoever. Um I want to say it's all very difficult, especially on Earth as it is as it is right now.
0: So, the other this is this is like this is a little out there. But
1: also like have you ever made a eight-limbed animal in like spore? Mhm. They walk really funky, right?
0: <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is very interesting that um, we wound up with that body plan at all for arachnids. Yeah, that's you know, a good it, point. It doesn't seem very efficient to have eight limbs. It doesn't, it do, it doesn't seem necessary. Well, let's you know? also
1: talk about arthropods in general, which um, I believe are 12-limb based and then basically just certain limbs have been co-opted in, into being, like, mouth parts, for instance. Oh, yeah, that's true. They have
0: those big, like, m- sort of, uh, dexterous mandibles. Yeah, that, I think, yeah.
1: like, insects are, like, six legs and, like, three sets of mouth parts or something. And then, like, arachnids. Mouth hands. Yeah. <laughs> mouth,
0: mouth hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's good or for th- grabbing the food. <laughs> or the antennae might also be co-opted, uh, limbs. I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure. Um... Yeah, but like spiders are eight limbs and I think two sets of or is that does that math add up? Yes it does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How many is (laughs) twelve? Look,
1: I I may be a scientist, but I'm also still gay,
2: so I'm bad at math,
0: okay? It's true, gays are bad at math.
2: Well, okay. (laughs) Either way.
0: Kim's the exception. uh... Okay, okay. (laughs) Sidebar. It's you there are three things and you can pick two. Can't drive can't cook, bad at math.
2: Wait, I have to pick two out of those.
0: If you're gay, you can only okay cook of these or three things. Math? Yeah, those are
2: my three options. Yes, I and can you only can, pick one.
0: You can only pick two. You can pick oh, two I of can the pick three two. things.
2: Okay, well then I'm gonna pick math and cooking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Andy's is nodding. Andy,
0: Andy just poked their head into the. R- Anyway, <laughs> Kim can't drive. They're real bad at it. It's real scary. Andy, you managed. Okay. You managed to spike the fucking audio from halfway across the room. So I'm
2: good at what I do. <laughs> I can drive. I'm just from New Jersey. So it anyway, you can't drive. I think regardless of how giant spiders evolved, which path they took to get to where they are. I think that we should move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so yeah, the point is, there's no reason to think that it's physically impossible for a a mammal with an endoskeleton to have eight limbs, and there's no reason that it's physically impossible for an insect to have evolved lungs. So we're halfway there. Like mm-hmm. we halfway to giant spiders. Congrats,
1: and a circulatory system.
0: A circ. Yes. So also certainly in Lord of the Rings and in the handful of video games I've played, spiders do have blood. Like when you slash yeah, them, they they spew blood everywhere. So sure. actually, that's physiologically consistent. Spiders mm-hmm. need to have lungs and blood.
2: Yeah, it does line up with the current cultural norm of giant <laughs> spiders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also it lines up with the current cultural expectation that everything bleeds when you hit it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It just like I guess on a certain level I knew this, but I guess it just really occurred to me that spiders don't have blood. That somehow makes them more horrifying.
2: Yeah, I mean kind of spiders. I mean have they have a I- sort of blood. They have ichor of some kind. Yeah, I don't
1: yeah, know. They
0: have so a it's they have they have a liquid in their bodies. I yeah. believe
2: it's called Hemolymph. Oh, yeah. Yep, you're
0: right. Humans have lymph. I know that. (laughs) Humans, that lymph is a thing. Hemolymph.
2: Yeah. I really
0: don't, I don't like that. Blood
2: adjacent.
0: So what does that do in spiders?
2: I mean, they're cold-blooded, so... They're
0: nothing-blooded, Kim.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I mean, that's true. They're, they're, they're... I sure, mean, but they've all... They've, they've, uh, I assume it functions similarly to br- blood in that it carries oxygen throughout their body. And they still have, like, le- white blood cells that need to circulate and yeah. stuff like that.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, because white blood cells f- serve a different function than red blood cells, yeah. so... Yeah, mm Okay, I gotcha. Um, all right, so we're assuming that spiders have lungs and blood. Uh, mm-hmm. We gotta kind of tackle this whole, like, giant and also has an exoskeleton thing. Because exoskeletons are very heavy and limit growth to a certain extent. Like, uh, there are a lot of aquatic creatures that have exoskeletons, but that's possible because the, the water, like, physically supports their body weight. Right. So they can have a heavy exoskeleton, and it really doesn't affect them physiologically. So... What's up with that? <laughs> uh, I
2: have a I have a reference for this that okay. might help. It's a it's a fossil that was found not too long ago from the early Devonian period. Is it? It is of a sea scorpion, but uh, I may be saying this wrong. It's a Jakalopterus, but it's the largest arthropod to ever exist. It was Mm -hmm. found around the Rhineland in Germany, and it's 8.5 feet long, but one of the interesting things about it that they discovered is that, based on the fossil, its exoskeleton is actually very thin,
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: which they believe evolved that way so that it could grow larger in size, so that it would be much lighter. Yeah.
0: That's still an aquatic creature, though.
2: True. true. It is an aquatic creature. So
0: what I would go to, rather than a, an aquatic creature, is something like uh, an ankylosaur, you know, mm-hmm. the the armored dinosaurs mm-hmm. that are, you know, they have an endoskeleton, and then they also have, like, bony plates in their skin, like, or on the surface of it. I'm not sure if they're covered in skin or on the... I probably... Honestly, probably even um, paleontologists don't know this because we have very few examples of dinosaur skin. But um, they have, like, exterior bony plates that worked as armor in addition to their their endoskeletons, but...
2: So you're suggesting that the, the exoskeleton isn't really an exoskeleton. It's, like, armored plates that give the appearance of such.
0: I think that would make the most sense. And the function. Sense. So yeah, I agree, yeah, given like to have something that big, you'd need like you need some pretty serious structural integrity, right mm-hmm. So I I do we've we've kind of gone back and forth on this a couple of times, but I think that it it would need some kind of endoskeleton in addition to whatever is functioning as it's ex- So like rather than shedding ev- like every year or whatever like lobsters and spiders and insects do. It's just got, uh, like, bony plates on the exterior of its skin, and the skin grows so that the spider can continue to grow.
1: Is it still a spider at this point, though? Probably not, technically, but...
0: Yeah, no, I mean, definitely it would be technically not a spider, but we're talking about an eight-limbed, uh, like, bony exterior spider-ass-looking thing. Uh
2: Uh-huh. That has
0: blood and lungs, we and still, Michael's bones. We probably
1: Joanne still need Fabric's it bones. shed. Like, that, that's an ectyzoan thing, is they they shed.
0: Okay, but in, in the lore that we're referencing, mm-hmm. has there been mention of spider sheddings ever? Because I don't remember... Hmm. So, as the Hobbits were going through... As Sam and Frodo were going through <laughs> Shelob's lair, there were many, many, many a web... But I don't remember them seeing. This would have ruined the the narrative tension because it would have made it obvious that it was a spider. Mm. But um, I don't remember, or it would have ruined how big it was when they did that reveal. But I don't. I didn't see any skins in there. I don't remember reading about any spider shed.
2: That's a good carapaces. point. Thinking of video games, like there's not too many, if any, that I can recall instances where you see like spider shed yeah, yeah the that's good sheddings point. but how
1: how often have you seen like a crab shed well uh, no i guess or like have you I'm found from a southern spider maryland
0: torah yeah. so- like <laughs> we eat soft shell crab that's how we do <laughs> um no i mean i don't see spider shed skins that often um i've seen definitely like cicada skin like uh exoskeletons I've seen like insect exoskeletons, but yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree that in order to qualify, like for these lore items, that it, it has to shed its skin.
1: Ooh, I don't know. Like that is an ectisozoan thing; it's got to shed. Like this is a whole branch of animals, um, and maybe maybe it's not a substantial shed. Maybe or maybe they eat it like definitely some animals eat their shed um but they gotta shed
0: okay so we'll, we'll run on torah's insistence that in order to be spiders they must shed um is there anything so like snakes don't have an exoskeleton and they shed they shed a skin layer
1: right that's true but it isn't a necessary feature of snakes to shed.
0: But I'm saying, like you're I think you're 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 quibbling a little bit. Okay, alright, like,
2: alright. Yeah, you're right, I am. So I mean I do think that Tora has a point that there has to be something that tethers this something
0: spootery. <laughs>
2: yeah, that tethers this creature to arachnids, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if it's not the exoskeleton, then it has to be granted the um, appearance of
0: certainly would do it but uh well there's the webbing thing they all the definitely there's all like all fantasy spiders absolutely produce web mm-hmm. though sometimes they spit it from their mouth for some <laughs> yeah, dumb for reason, some reason. <laughs> let's just we like i know we're trying to keep to lore and shit but let's just say that's not like fuck all those spiders that spit webs that's not a real thing
2: can we take a moment to talk about spider webs because their portrayal in like Modern media, I think, is a little bit of a letdown, considering what spider webs actually spider are. webs
0: are amazing. So yes, yeah. please let's get into this. Because
2: based on my research,
0: Kim did research. None of none of us did.
2: <laughs> spider Kim's self. more
0: committed to this podcast.
2: Okay, I have to do research because otherwise, what am I going to contribute here? <laughs> my my witticisms? That's not going to carry this boat. <laughs> I,
0: you know a lot more about video games than me. But.
2: So, apparently, spider silk is both stronger and tougher than steel, and up to ten times tougher than Kevlar. It's, so, I given... I mean, this is, this is Spider-Man stuff. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, given a spider, if you took a, a, a modern-day spider and you just sized it up mm-hmm. 50 or 100 times what it was, I mean, that spider... Silk, the spider webs would be like nearly unbreakable. Yeah, to human, that's some that's
0: mithril shit.
2: Like that stuff takes a long time to decompose, and it's like waterproof, and like it's got amazing like tensile strength, and it's, I mean, and in video games, like you get you get webbed, and you just you just cut through that. In movies mm-hmm. too, like in the Lord of the Rings, you just take out your dagger, but
0: like is it possible that um creating something like if you were to scale up the silk itself that it mm-hmm. would just be too like ecologically taxing for the spider to make silk that's as strong as like mm. a smaller spider would
2: that's a good if a point. spider can carry enough proteins and whatever it requires within it to create a thicker sp- strand of silk then why would it create one as small as a modern spider? So
0: I mean As far as like So this is this is like An engineering reference but Things that work in small scale Don't necessarily work in large scale mm-hmm. You know like just because a, a, a tiny Thread of spider silk Is at that scale Stronger than steel Doesn't mean that necessarily the same substance if you made like an inch thick cable out of it would have exactly the same properties
1: true but i bet you could but like biology could solve this by like some sort of spinneret that would make a bunch of like tiny spider silk threads that then wove together in the way that we weave steel cable together and make just like a really fucking strong spider cable strong
0: could, could giant cable.
2: spiders be complex enough to weave more of a cable-like web, I guess? Or a cable-like string of web than just, like, a, a single minute strand? I don't
0: see why not, because it starts as a liquid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: inside them.
0: So they could just have, like, multiple...
1: Like spinnerets nodes. that somehow weave yeah. it together? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that doesn't seem that outlandish, that no. you just have multiple, like, um pores or whatever mm-hmm. out which the the out of which the spider silk comes multiple
2: sp- like sp- stingers almost would it look like well, uh
1: it would probably i think it would be like pores with like little kind of um I don't know what else a spinneret is like is called but you know the, it would probably like go it would come out and then probably weave
2: together in kind of like a spiral mm mm-hmm. mhm that's interesting I think that's an interesting idea just because a lot of you don't see a lot of media tackling that concept like
0: yeah once you're once once you're wound up in spider web you might just have to be like that for weeks (laughs) forever. they can't cut through that shit yeah Yeah. you're just done that is definitely more interesting than just Mm -hmm. like hacking through it with a sword like ah you're free congrats yeah
1: for sure I think still something like a katana that can, like, sever, you know, different molecules, basically. It can part molecules that you know. can, uh...
0: So, you said spider silk takes a long time to decompose. Mm-hmm. Is, is it just because they're so delicate and get damaged so easily? I know that spiders remake webs, mm-hmm. like, every couple of days. Mm-hmm. So, is the silk... Does it just essentially get, like, tangled and thrown away, and then they have to redo it? That's a good
2: question. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, it is a very thin strand, what spiders Mm -hmm. produce, so... I mean, it gets used and knocked around, you know, and even by, like, the wind, like, never mind other creatures and stuff,
0: so...
1: Yeah, and, like, leaves blow into it.
0: I don't actually know what the material components of spider silk are, and, like i i brought up that maybe it's too ecologically taxing to to make spider silk that's that strong at that scale but like who knows maybe it's maybe it's actually made up of very simple components and spiders have just evolved a mechanism by which to combine ingredients i that believe
2: it's largely protein based but if you want to google it right now we certainly can <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is spider silk made of
2: we're going to cut all this out. Mm-hmm. This long pause.
0: Chains of amino acids.
2: So, yes,
1: protein.
0: Mm hmm. So, are proteins difficult for a, a body to produce? I would imagine not because everything's made it. like, no. tons of proteins all the time. Which is, I mean, that's interesting that spiders specifically have developed that and no other animals have
2: i mean that's sort of why spider silk is so fascinating i Mm -hmm. mean there are silk worms and things of that nature sure
0: but yeah that that silk has different properties though and isn't
1: that just for their cocoons or something like that yeah
0: that's for they the spiders have a different purpose for it so anyway what point is the, the spider silk is integral to the concept of this being a spider, even That's if it true. has bones. <laughs> even if it has bones and lungs and all kinds of non-spidery We've things. found
2: our tethering point, no pun intended. Yeah. Well, I mean, is that? I mean,
1: there are definitely, like, biological uh, characteristics that will make things get put into one group rather than another. And I'm wondering if spinnerets and silk are the determining factor for spiders, I don't know.
2: As we mentioned there are other creatures that can produce silk. Mm-hmm. So I believe But again silk-
0: like in in the context we're talking about like if the criteria are looks like a spider, has eight limbs, has a weird spidery mandible thing, produces silk, but is giant. Like there's there's so, of course, in all fantasy media, they they call this thing a giant spider. But, as we've established, there's legless lizards that look like snakes but aren't snakes.
2: That's a good point.
0: So, certainly something that looks like a giant spider might not be a spider. And I don't think that breaks the rules. I don't think that breaks the rules that we've established here. But I would agree with you. It does have to have silk because they always fucking spit silk at you, which is dumb. It's coming from their butts. It's always coming from their butts. <laughs> Don't accept the spitting silk.
2: Well, isn't it their silk glands, not their butts?
0: Uh, here's a. Th- I mean, pro- spinnerets. Are, are spinnerets. Oh, spinnerets okay. is the silk spinnerets. Yeah. Wait, silk but glands, it's in it's their not. butts.
2: I'm getting that from video games. I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to get those spider glands to make the potions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but, I mean, like, relative to their body plan, I, it is their butts. It's, like, the back end of them. So, Shelob specifically has got a stinger.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and I don't think that's a, actually a thing at all ever in spiders. I, I was just going to
0: ask. Uh, of course, like, wasps and things have stingers. Right. But I, I, I'm I, not aware of a spider that has a stinger. As they far have,
1: as I know, no. They
0: have uh, poison and they have mandibles. hmm
1: and I think, in general, spiders have the mandibles to inject venom, which then dissolves the, um, I don't know, the guts, the interior, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they're liquevores, right?
0: Yeah, so. I, I believe you're correct. Yes. They just slurp that up. They yeah. just... <laughs> they drink your milkshake.
2: Oh, No. <laughs> Um, there are also spiders that spit Venom in video games You know hmm. like snakes or frogs will just spit venom from across the room yeah.
0: So in the case That we've made where spiders Have lungs uh, I don't see why they couldn't Just like get that in their mouths And just like Like literally Like, like spitting like the act of Spitting is done with like Air expulsion from <laughs> the mouth So like I don't think that's too far out there that you could just like have venom on your mandibles and just like essentially it. blow it, yeah, yeah, in the face of somebody. Uh, the the butt, I mean, the butt stinger. I mean, I guess that's not theoretically impossible either. There's a lot of animals that spiders don't traditionally, but I think we've already established that this this giant eight legged creature is not a spider in the traditional sense. I mean,
2: in both Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, like both of the giant spiders are also portrayed as being like intelligent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i mean that's kind of interesting too not so much in modern video games like the the hack and slash spiders Mm -hmm. in the caves kind of creatures but like the really large ones are usually portrayed as being intelligent creatures possibly capable of speech and things like that
0: yeah the spiders in harry potter definitely talk
2: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's alarming. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't see why they couldn't be real. I mean, who so I do know that uh insect brains and presumably therefore arachnid brains are structured a lot differently than like mammalian brains like they're more like uh just a dense nerve system than a brain that's why cockroaches can survive if you like cut them in half because like they've got not not long term because they've got to eat and stuff but um they have like just localized nerve clusters that sort of operate that area of the body so like certain legs will be operated by just a localized nerve cluster or whatever Mm -hmm. so like that's a whole spider biology is weird guys
2: yeah i mean even if spiders giant spiders weren't super intelligent or intelligent to a human level I mean, they'd still be really terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like just from a just from like a, a a speed perspective, or from like a strength perspective,
0: <laughs> if they were
2: comparable to like small spiders, but on a larger scale, like that'd be crazy.
0: Yeah.
2: Also, what are the e Spiders have a movement of yeah. twenty feet yeah.
0: in D anD. d Just a <laughs> yeah, regular ass sized spider that's two thirds the same amount of movement that a human with human size legs. Spiders move really fast, guys.
2: Spiders move 20 feet. Humans in d move 30 feet.
0: Yeah, I said that's two-thirds <laughs> okay. the distance that a human can move in the same amount of time. I'm, I've seen some fast spiders, obviously.
2: Yeah, I mean, and spider jump distance is even further. So, like, giant mm. spiders leaping at I, you.
0: I think we gotta put our foot down on that because anything with a body size that large is not going to be able to jump very successfully. Yeah, really? Elephants elephants can't jump.
2: Mm-mm. Okay. Well then building off of that point cuz I I have a another point similar of something that they would have a difficult time doing given their large scale now is climbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a, a lot point. of the way that spiders climb has to do with the little hair-like bristles that they have right? Yes, and the surface that, area to is wall. Is it the same
0: as geckos where they're uh, it's diff- van- Vanderwall's forces or whatever?
1: I don't think it's the same thing, so I might be wrong.
2: Do describe.
0: Um, so I know that with geckos, it has something to do like, with the surface area of their little toesies They have many, many little ridges and things on their toes. Yeah, I yeah. believe it works and...
2: similarly, but it's with the hair-like barbs that spiders have mm-hmm. on the ends of their legs, and also the force that spiders exert with the way their legs are shaped, how they push their legs down up against the surface mm-hmm. with the, their weirdly bent knees. <laughs> of that they're climbing Mm -hmm. and so it's a combination of surface area and their force as they push against the wall yeah which would be a problem if they're giant because suddenly those like the surface area ratio is not working out for them and also like they're just gonna knock the wall down if they (laughs) if they jump on
0: it so like i granted i like i said i don't play as many video games as you do but I feel like the the giant spiders that you see in video games are less often climbing or jumping than traditional spiders would be. I feel like they're skittering across the floor and they're spitting venom at you and they're they're smacking you with their legs or whatever. I think,
2: um, like in Dragon Age, for instance, they usually drop down from the ceiling or... In Skyrim, they the, could... the webs are usually suspended from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. They also um, they like in The Witcher, they like leap at you, and um, so, so assuming and even in D anD D, they they have the spider climb ability, mm-hmm. you know. So
0: so assuming that the um, the effectiveness of the spider silk scales up in the way that you would expect. So assuming that the spider silk at you know, the infinitesimal size is like directly scaled to spider silk at the size of a steel cable I would imagine they could accomplish most of the like climbing and web building they need to if they just like anchor this enormous web that they have on something and, like, swing for... Like, if they can sort of project... Like... Like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know spiders don't shoot web. I know that that's not mm-hmm. how it works. They, like... It It comes out as a liquid, and then they, they sort of anchor it to something. And then... But, like... I don't know. I feel like they they could still, with a little bit of ingenuity accomplish the feat of building a web and then like sort of using that as sort of like how climbers do, you know, where they set crampons in like or not crampons, I'm sorry. Um, the, the, the little expanding things that go into cracks, they, my brother would know this and he's going to shame me for not knowing it because he's one of those like climbing nerds, but, um, humans, you know, like when they're climbing, they set anchor points basically. Mm -hmm. and then like string rope along them so it would be a much more laborious process for a much larger spider to get up a wall but if it did yeah if it's using if it's using this scaled up ultra strong steel cable thread that it has i feel like that would be a compelling reason for it to have that Ultra strong steel cable thread In fact if it ambushed its prey By dropping down on it in spite of its Enormous size
2: That's a good point and also I mean Also if it could get up that high Like maybe laying its eggs Would like protect it from other creatures But I was just thinking as you were just scribing climbers like it's also Possible that they just use the force Of their legs to sort of if they had Claw like appendages Sort of like spiders have but less teeny tiny, Mm -hmm. you know, those little spider claw fingers Mm -hmm. that they have. (laughs) So (laughs) they they sort of like use them to like dig into rock or like hook onto things if they Mm -hmm. were larger and sharper.
0: Yeah. So jumping is right out, but climbing is not necessarily.
2: Climbing uh... is plausible. It would just be more traditional climbing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to using their little spooter hairs to, to cling to the ceiling um i just saw a post on tumblr that was like my sexuality is uh in the in the gargoyles cartoon intro when goliath climbs up that building and crunches through <laughs> it like it's made out of styrofoam <laughs> Oh <hell yeah. laughs> the gargoyles yeah. the gargoyles animated tv show is gay culture <laughs> That's still totally possible, in which case they could still totally drop down on you from the spieling. From the (laughs) (laughs) spieling. The ceiling, especially if, again, they're, like, using the rope to control their descent, the the silk to control their descent. Mm -hmm. So I will accept that as a possibility for Mondo Spiders.
2: Well, I think that's the last thing that I had as far as explanations that needed to be done uh, they'd still be terrifying. Those, their fangs would be huge. Like, let, let's face it. Like, if the giant spiders did exist, like, yeah, it'd be cute if it was, like, dog-sized. But then when you get kind of
0: bigger, spiders.
2: and if it's aggressive, you know, like, bear-sized, or, like, house-sized, because she loved, but... <laughs> then it starts to get, like, a little less cute and a little more, like wow, that thing could kill me with its mind. <laughs> <laughs> not, Assuming that it literally
0: telekinetic <laughs> powers, that's a whole other thing. It
2: couldn't literally kill me with its mind, but my point is it could just walk with over to me...
0: its eight enormous eyes, it could look at you and you would immediately be struck dead from fear. <laughs> yeah,
2: or it's any of its eight pointy legs, or its amazingly sharp fangs, or... Even if it wasn't that venomous, like, let's say it's not a very venomous creature, like, just based on its size, it could pump so much venom into you, you'd run out of blood.
0: Well, also, like, (laughs) its fangs would be so large, they would just essentially be daggers at that point. Like, you're just getting stabbed. Exactly. Congratulations.
2: (laughs) I mean, at that point, there's nothing you can do.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do believe, so... I I read the, the Legend of Drist series many years ago and there was a bit in it about how drow keep like dog sized spiders as pets.
1: <laughs> Cute.
0: <laughs> it's very good. I
1: hope they're all they all look like Lucas.
0: Big mm-hmm. eyes, yeah. big baby spooters. Mm-hmm. Uh All right, so I think we've established that giant spiders are a possible thing, but they technically wouldn't be spiders, Mm -hmm. basically, is Mm -hmm. the takeaway from this. Most likely. Mm -hmm.
2: Also, that they could be cute, but most likely would be terrifying. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Let us all take a moment to give thanks that we do not live in a world where giant spiders are a thing that exists. Uh, Tora, do you have a horrifying animal fact to share with us?
2: I don't. I have more of a cute animal fact related to spiders. Oh, boo! No, so. no it's probably good because I feel bad for all the arachnophobes that yeah. might have stuck with. Oh, this.
0: I should probably go back and put a content warning at yeah. the beginning. Well, of this. Yeah. yeah, I'll, but, like, I'll record giant a con-
2: spiders. Do it right now, and then warning. you can just throw it in there. I'll do
0: it. I'll I'll do it later.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So.
1: um... There was a researcher at my university where I did my PhD who studied spider behaviors, particularly uh, spider courtship behavior. And one of the things that her particular species that she studied would do is the males would veil the females as they were courting her. So they would like come up to her web and like do a dance, and then they do this thing where they quote unquote veil her, where they uh, take some spider silk and like put it over her head. <laughs> and make a veil out of it
0: That's the cutest fucking thing I've ever heard I love spiders again <laughs> They made her an Adorable hat yes. The only useful thing a man has Ever done
1: <laughs> And then she'll like break out of it And then I think sometimes he'll do it again Be like oh I mm-hmm. veil you sexy baby <laughs>
0: That's, I had no idea that spiders did that, and I love it. <laughs> I
2: didn't know they were such romantics.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, goths love them, and goths are uh-huh. very dramatic and romantic. That's a good so. point.
2: That's a good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, Rachel, wherever you are. Yeah, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. To our second episode. Our
0: second whole episode that we've made all by ourselves. Look at us doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess that's it. Spiders are horrifying, except when they're being cute. mm mm-hmm. right, Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We have social media handles now where I will be posting both real-life animal facts and anything about fantasy animals that I think is neat. You can find us at facebook.com slash theunnaturalists as well as twitter.com slash unnaturalists and at theunnaturalists.tumblr.com. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave a rating or a review. If you're the sort of person who likes to give your money to other people, we're the sort of people who like to take it. You can give us real human money at ko-fi.com theunnaturalists.